Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for episode 37 of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's stories. Um, Jeff Stapleton is along with me uh, for this uh, Thursday afternoon recorded podcast. We know not everyone listens to it exactly on the same day we put it out, but uh, this is Thursday afternoon. We're looking at Thursday's stories. Uh, Our top story, once again, we're going back to uh, Hanover, just like uh, we did yesterday. Um, Yeah one of our top stories. Um, Hanover has released, uh, the Hanover School District has released its proposed transgender bathroom policy. Now, I should point out Hanover was supposed to have this policy in place at this point last year. Um, They never did approve a policy. They're being sued by the ACLU. Now they've put out a proposed policy, which will be introduced um, next week. Right. But they're not, not going to vote on it. Yeah, it's it, they're going to start. You know, they're introducing it. It's not a quote unquote action item until I guess probably September. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And this policy does not match up with a the um, state model policy, nor the policy that's being used at a lot of school districts. Um, it has multiple steps, and the final decision rests with the school board, with the, uh, I think it's seven members in, in, in Hanover. Um, they will get to vote on each student and whether or not they get to use the bathroom that conforms right. to their gender identity. Yeah, it's the same amount of people that are on the supervisor since it's the same district, so. Right, so yeah. Um, but, and there will be basically the student under this policy along with their parent would make the request of the school and it eventually go up the line to the school board. There would have to be documentation. They would need doctor's notes. They would need to, well, and they may need doctor's notes. All of the uh, documentation is, is listed as may, not as required. Um, and I guess each case will vary, but they may need doctor's notes. They may need to provide criminal records, um, school disciplinary records, other people may be able to get involved and provide documentation. Um, it's not going to be easy for a transgender student to get permission in Hanover under this policy to be able to use the bathroom that conforms to their gender identity. Um, yeah. it, it's a multi-step process. It is easier and the requests are easier in um, other localities. Right. And we haven't heard anything from the state as far as this goes, as far as maybe correct now, 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 now detailed keep, policy. Right. And keep in mind that this, the, the requirement that districts have transgender policies and um, the model policy was developed under a different governor of a different party and right. a different general assembly. You now have a split general assembly as compared to a, a what was then an all democratic um, general assembly. So I don't think you'll necessarily hear the governors speak out. What I do think you will see more than likely, keep in mind there's this suit by the ACLU. 
I doubt that this policy will be enough for that that lawsuit to be dropped. And it no. would not shock me if there are additional lawsuits based on this policy. Now, of course, it has to be adopted and enforced before that could even be the case. But Right. And I wonder even if it's not an action item on the agenda for Tuesday night, the people can still comment on it or is this going to be introduced? I imagine during public comment time. No, I, I don't you can remember talk on anything as long as yeah. you sign up. Well, except I don't remember if Hanover has changed how it handles public comment. Okay. I, you know, with, with 130 some odd school districts, I know some, some districts have changed the way they handle public comment. I can't remember exactly what the rules are in Hanover in regards to whether or not you can comment to only certain items on the agenda or not, or how that all works out. Yeah. Okay. So, but again, this this is the start of the process. We will we will be keeping an eye on it. Um, you know, Hanover has been sort of uh, ground zero for this discussion for the last year, and will continue to be so. So, not not surprising. Um, moving moving away from Hanover, um, but still considering schools, the issues surrounding schools. Um, spoke with the Richmond Henrico Health District today and asked them if they were concerned at all about the additional COVID surge with colleges and schools starting up basically within the next week for colleges and uh, with uh, school districts, with the exception of Hopewell, which is already back in, um, the local districts uh, starting up basically by the end of the month. And they said, yeah, we're, you know, we think we might see a surge, but also that, you know, schools are uh, pretty used to COVID at this point and know how to mitigate it as much as possible. Well, stepping away from the, uh, you know, the elementary or K through 12 setting, you know, you're closely related to moving a kid into college. There's a lot of close quarters when you're moving kids into college, a lot of cramped spaces, elevators, that sort of thing. Uh, That could, you know, that could potentially cause a rise in cases as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also there's a concern about monkeypox, um, which has now just been declared a a health emergency in the country. Um, There is concern about spread with that with colleges returning. Um, Now, let me be clear. um, Monkeypox is not spread the way COVID is. COVID can be spread through air. It's very, very easy to spread COVID. Monkeypox is more difficult. It requires close physical contact. Um, You can sort of read into that what I'm saying. Um, And that type of stuff does happen in colleges, as we discussed, (laughs) you know, residential colleges. And, you know, with that getting underway later this month, it's, it's, it's something to look at. There are there are things that college students do when they have freedom for the first time that involves close physical contact. There's no doubt about that. We will just we'll leave the rest up to, to y'all. They explore imagine. their freedoms in ways that include that. Yes. Explore being the, the term we're looking at there. Um, so uh, just whisper that. Um, so um, sorry, I've now completely pushed myself off the train of thought. Um, but that was they, supposed to be not supposed to be said out loud. That was yeah. supposed to be in your head. Yes. <laughs> um, but long, long story, long, long story short, they are speaking with the colleges um, yes. to um, make sure the message gets out that this is out there, that it's a concern, and that if you're going to be doing stuff, to be careful. 
But back to the K through 12 setting, we yes. talked earlier this week about teacher shortages and the fact that uh, classrooms will be more crowded this year, perhaps because of the shortages of teachers and the fact that school districts may not be able to fill all those vacancies, which will lead to more kids in the classroom. That could mean more desks that are closer to each other. So well, that, that is that, a very much a concern. That is true. And now keep in mind too, there are certain, you know, there are certain levels in which you can't go past, uh, you know, uh, in terms of having kids in a classroom, like you're not going to have kids desk to desk to desk to desk to desk, um, yeah. you know, at least not at the elementary school level, probably not at the middle school level, um, right. you know, maybe a little bit more at the high school level, but um so you, you, that is less of a concern, but again, they do know the, the mitigation measures. Yeah, and we I mean, didn't, and we didn't, and we didn't see huge jumps, um, you know, in the spring. Um, now, mind you, we have a much more virulent uh, mute, uh, mutation at this point. Um, right. You know, um, variant is the word I was looking for. Um, but again, they do know how to mitigate these. They've been making air quality improvements in a lot of schools. So right, and you know credit to the schools they've been dealing with this for almost yeah. three years now exactly exactly so so the hope is you don't see a COVID surge and again monkeypox it is part of the education effort that they're 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 dealing with um sticking on the disease beat i guess um we did have our first flu death of the year um pediatric flu death of the year um, this was a child under the age of five in Central Virginia. They could not give any further details as, as, as to exactly where um, right. but here, in, here in Central Virginia. Um, and, you know, I, I asked some questions in regards to, you know, it's kind of odd that this occurred in the middle of a summer. Normally we think of flu as a winter disease. And um, the health officials said it's been a weird flu season. They've seen two peaks, one that occurred in the winter and one that occurred in the summer. And that COVID is actually sort of messed up the normal rhythms of the flu season because of people that whatsoever, because of how people interact and how people wear masks and don't wear masks. And so it's, it's, it's created a different sort of rhythm to the, to the flu season. Now I will say this, you're wondering, well, why is this now considered the 21, 22 flu season? Well, the flu season basically goes October, October to October. Um, Yeah. And so the next flu season will begin in, in October. And one thing they stressed is get your flu shot, um, get vaccinated. You can get it at the same time you get a COVID booster or a COVID vaccination. Um, and, um, and and flu shots usually don't require a booster. They're just one shot. You're right. And, and the new and the new flu shots will be out in September and they're recommending yeah. people. get. And they that. try, you know as best as they can to figure out what kind of strain of flu it's going to be because it's different every year. So they kind of, you know, kind of, they guess and they do a pretty good job usually. So. And, and and to be honest with you. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's the way we're heading with, with COVID from, from most doctors that I've heard where they're going to have yearly COVID shots, you know, based on what variant they think is coming. Now the reason we're having a flu shot every year is back a hundred years ago with the Spanish flu. Yes. So, so um, now moving off, of, we're still sticking. Now we're going back to schools, but we're, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no longer talking about disease. Hey, it's uh, it's tax free weekend starting tomorrow, correct? Yeah, starting tomorrow. This is at midnight tomorrow. So, uh, you know, 12 o'clock. Uh, if there's a 24 hour store that is a participating store, 
uh, you'll be able to take advantage of this. Now, this is uh, mainly a back to school item thing, but it also there's other things as well included in this, including the uh, hurricane preparedness and also the Energy Star and water uh, efficiency products. Uh, water Sense is what they're called. Uh, yeah, if you remember, you know, Matt remembers as well as I do when we covered this a long time ago, there used to be three separate weekends throughout the year. I think back to school was always early August. And and maybe maybe the hurricane preparedness was maybe in July. I think it was, uh, I think was, it was late May. I think it was right before. Late, it was okay, like, late May when uh, um, hurricane season was about ready to start. That makes sense. And uh, they also had the, the Energy Star efficiency, save money, that sort of thing. One separate could have been after the uh, back to school one. But the back to school one is still around as well as these others, but they're all combined into one. It's been that way for uh, seven years now, since 2015. But uh, basically, the uh, if you're buying school supplies, $20 or cheaper than the sales tax will be knocked off at the register. And uh, also the uh, uh, qualified, uh, well, clothing and footwear, $100 or less will also be included. Now that's the uh, school items with the, uh, with the uh, hurricane preparedness, portable generators, the thousand dollars are cheaper as well as uh, gas powered chainsaws, $350 are cheaper. Chainsaw accessories, 60 bucks are cheaper. And then Energy Star and Water Sense products, which are basically energy efficient or water efficient things. Like if you use a, a, a water, I mean, a, like a water uh, a faucet, if you're, uh, you think that for water efficiency and energy efficiency, of course, for maybe light bulbs or other things, maybe thermostats, uh, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, that help you save money in the long run as far as your energy costs go. Uh, those are qualified for items that are $2,500 or cheaper. So that goes on starting Friday, goes all day Friday, all day Saturday. It ends at midnight Sunday. However, midnight Sunday to some would mean, well, is that Saturday night going into Sunday? No, it's Sunday night going into Monday. You had, you had all, all of the day Sunday because, of course, Sunday yep. is prime shopping day for for. Fun. Yep, for sure. So. So, and that's basically the stories we have for you today. Obviously, we'll we'll keep an eye on what's going on in Hanover, um, especially as they introduce that over the you know over next week. We will be making sure that uh, you know we're at least keeping an eye on that. Um, and uh, oh, just one other story. You know, we haven't uh, really had a chance to talk to state police, but we haven't seen any update on. They still haven't found uh, the person who uh, shot the uh, sheriff's deputy in Charles City County. Uh, Monday evening, that man uh, who also robbed the, the Dollar General in, in that store or is accused of robbing the Dollar yeah. General in the store um, still remains on the loose. Of course, the suspect description was was very, very vague and may be difficult to find. Right. And hopefully someone uh, maybe saw something that night yeah. that uh, police can uh, maybe have some more information that will lead uh, them to catch the dude. Exactly. Exactly. So that's been It's News to Us, episode 37. Uh, on uh, this uh, Thursday evening, August 4th. Uh, he's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. We'll continue to do these uh, again tomorrow and uh, into next week. And then there'll be a little bit of shifting. We won't necessarily have uh, two people doing them uh, for a couple of days as I have, again, some time off for uh, the aforementioned uh, moving to college. So for that, again, that's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.